Open our eyes, Lord, that we might see. Open our ears that we might hear. Open our mind and our heart that we might understand, so that we will turn to you and live. Hallelujah! Christ is risen. Well, we've just come through a dark week. And I know the darkness of this last week uh, mirrors for some of us our life. And in the story, most everyone who was around Jesus was in hiding. What else do you do when everything that you believed in has crumbled? When everything that you thought you knew vanished and disappeared? There were two, though who had courage in this story, and they wouldn't go into hiding. It was two Marys. And they show up to the tomb early. But something's stirring. Matthew tells us that it's the dawn of a new week. Something new is happening. And the earth itself trembles and quakes. And an angel, the Bible describes as looking like lightning. I don't even know what that means, but it's terrifying. Comes down and rolls away a stone in front of Jesus' tomb and sits on it. And all of the guards, presumably the Roman legion, probably a squadron of 16 mighty fighting men, they fall to the ground like dead. Isn't it something that the ones who are there supposed to be guarding the one who is dead fall like corpses, and the one who's supposed to be dead is free as a bird. I know what it's like to, to fall dead in my, uh, when I was in seventh grade, it was my first year of football, and it was middle school, which is always awful. And we were praying, playing Riker Catholic High School, and Riker had guys who must have been 23 or 24 on this middle school team. <laughs> And I was just a squatty little dinky guy, and I was on the line, and this guy who seemed to me like the jolly green giant, and he had a mustache. <laughs> and, and he just trucked me. And my, my face was down on the ground, and there was mud all in my face mask, and he just hovered over me. And I remember I kind of rolled over just a little bit, and he just hovered there, and he said, get up. And I said, that's okay, I'll just lay here. <laughs> And I did for about 11 more seconds until the play was long done. And there those, those soldiers were fearful on the ground. But there was two Marys, and they come, and the angel says, I, I know you're here, you're looking for Jesus. I know you saw him hanging on that cross, and now you've come to check on him at the grave, but you can look in there for yourself, he's not here. He is risen from the dead. And I want you to go and tell all of, his, all of his brothers, all of his friends, all of his followers, you go tell them that he is alive and that he's already gone to Galilee. If they're going to find him, they're going to have to catch up. And so they turn around and off they run. And before they can even get out of the garden, it seems, though, Jesus finds them. And Jesus says, don't be afraid. I know you're looking for me, but I'm alive. Go to Galilee. There's work to do. 
It's almost like when Jesus was in that tomb, death, the, maybe the biggest giant of all, stood over him and said, you want to get back up? And Jesus said, I, I do, actually. And Jesus rose up from the dead and walked out of that tomb. So the angel who had inflicted such fear on the mighty Roman soldiers told these two startled women with no weapons or military training or expertise to not be afraid. And the reason they could not be afraid is because precisely Jesus isn't in the tomb anymore. Jesus rose from the dead exactly as he said he would. Death could not hold its grip on Jesus and Jesus' promises come true. Death does not hold a grip on us anymore and Jesus' promises come true. We fear death. We do everything we can to keep death at bay for ourselves or for those we love. We don't like to talk about it. We go to great lengths to keep ourselves safe from it. How much of our anxiety and our politics or our posture toward our lives or toward others are ruled if we scratch down deep enough by fear, fear of death, the terror of death. But as people of the Jesus who walked out of the grave, we no longer fear death. We are free. What's death to a people who know that Jesus has walked out of the grave? And the scripture says that the two Marys went off with fear and joy. Now, isn't that a strange tandem? Fear and joy. And fear, well, hadn't the angel just told them not to be afraid? Wouldn't Jesus tell them not to be afraid? There's a fear that's a kind of terror, and then there's a holy kind of fear, something that puts a, a quake in our knees, but something that also at the same time emboldens our heart. It's the preposterous and furious love and power of God that makes the knees quake, but it's a kind of holy surrender that makes it possible to not fear death, to not fear all the other kinds of fear. It's a fear that emboldens us because we have encountered the almighty God, the one powerful enough to raise dead things from the dead. We could call it reverence. We can call it awe. It's a strange grace whenever the heart trembles, but at the same time swells with courage. It doesn't make us cower in terror, but it does bend our hearts and bend our wills and bend our hopes and bend our demands. Our trembling, pulsing heart has encountered a stunning God and we have been overwhelmed. And the only sane response is a drop to our knees to trust, to obey. And it's fear and joy. It's the kind of quake in the bones that actually accompanies joy. It's the ways our heart can be pierced and at the same time enlarged. When our hope pulses with such force that we tremble and we rise up. 
Reynolds Price described the two Marys as shuddering and wild. I think that's exactly right. Shuddering and wild. When one of our boys uh, was old enough to be in his own room and old enough to be afraid of monsters, I usually say monsters, but I get made fun of when I say it that way. We would go in, I would go into his room multiple nights, night after night. I'm afraid of the monsters. I think there's some monsters in my closet. I think there's some monsters under my bed. And for a while, I kept trying to tell him that there, there were no monsters. He didn't believe me. And in a way, we all know that these kind of things are a way to give a, give a kid language for the other fears of our life. And he was old enough already to know there are monsters in this world. <laughs> there are actually things to be afraid of. So one day, I changed my tactic. And I was really looking forward to this, actually. It was one of my rare moments of uh, fatherly wisdom, I think. And I remember that night, I was waiting for him to be afraid, and he was afraid. And I went in his room, and I sat down in his bed. And he said, Dad, there's monsters. I'm really afraid. And I looked at him, and I said, I know. There's really big monsters. He was like, <laughs> like they're scary. He was like, and I could tell in his eyes, like, Dad, that doesn't help. <laughs> and I said, but you know what? dad he said I am bigger than the monsters he's like what so there are monsters but I'll tell you what I know exactly what to do with monsters I will pound them into the ground I will rip their head off and throw it out the window I mean I'm, I'm probably way too violent but <laughs> I, will, I will tear these monsters up because you know what a monster has to do to get to you? What, Dad? He's got to come through me. Now, there had been enough time in our life that there was a, and I think I can say this, there was a kind of fear that my son had for his dad. And I think it was a, a right kind of fear. But that fear, mixed with hopefully deep and abiding love, overwhelmed all the other fears. And at the resurrection, what we have is Jesus Christ alive, emboldened, telling us not to fear because there is a kind of holy, quaking reverence, wonder, and awe when we have encountered the living Jesus that overwhelms all the other fears of our life. So the message of Jesus' resurrection is not, hey, everybody just be together. There's nothing to fear in this world. Let's pretend. The message of the resurrection is, there's more evil than you know. And I know there are some in this room right now that I don't have to convince you of this. You are living in it. There is more evil and darkness than you know. But you have a living God who has conquered evil and death, and you are not alone. And there is one who is larger and more powerful and, and more potent than anything you could ever muster up on your own. And that Jesus has risen from the dead. And I know there are some of us here today that you don't really believe that. 
Let me believe it for you. Jesus rose from the dead, and evil does not win. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.